we're recording. Bananas. Yeah, I mean, it's fine when we're talking normally. It peaked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't have to shout, put it that way. Yeah. So that should be fine. Cool. So you still want to talk about the Billy Mitchell thing? Yeah, I mean, I can talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, I worry that it's like a, a dead horse. <laughs> but I don't know. I think it's still. I think it's still a popular topic. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I still watch all the videos. Yeah. Same. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like they just like kind of all the videos up until. The, the settlement video anyway definitely dead horse like yeah we know yeah. <laughs> you know yeah yeah I know you've uncovered more info but still yeah I get it <laughs> yeah yeah and also the, the case kept on getting pushed back and pushed back yeah. and pushed yeah. back so yeah and then all of a sudden there was a settlement yeah but anyway we'll talk about that Welcome to Game System Podcast, episode 72, a podcast about the people that play retro, arcade, modern, pinball, and everything in between, everything in between. It's the 17th of February, 2024, and my name is Mark Bell. My name's Matt. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, and his name is... Oh, he's not here. Oh. Yeah. John's uh, not with us today, which is weird, I think. Is this the first podcast we've done where it's just you and I? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So it's going to be strange when we're looking awkwardly over the table at each yeah. other. Yeah. But didn't this happen last last time, but just with John, with John. instead of me? Uh, yeah, I guess. But I've, I feel like I've done more, I was going to say solo stuff, but uh, duo stuff with yeah. John, whereas with you, I don't think we have. So yeah. Not recorded. No, probably yeah. not. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, we'll, we'll survive, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, how have you been? All right. All right. Good. Yeah. yeah good. That's the one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't done your line. I'm forgetting my line, and we're back. Yes. No, we're but because <laughs> there was another episode before this. Yeah, true. So I feel like but we're back since the last one. And we're back. Yeah. There we go. That's right. that's better. Now yeah. we can actually start the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So there's a couple of things I guess we can talk about mm -hmm. on the agenda, um, but before we get to that point, it's been years since we've actually talked about just in general what we've been doing and stuff. Is there anything in your life that's been happening, <laughs> putting you on the spot because you know <laughs> we weren't going to talk about this, um, anything in your life in the past couple of years you wanted to, I don't know, update the listeners on at uh... all? I mean to be completely transparently transparent I don't have anything <laughs> but I just thought you might have something to talk about it's funny because yes these last few years have been a bit of a handbrake on a lot of stuff in people's lives and I think mm -hmm. for me pretty much not in the video game world anyway not a lot new like I, I don't right. have any projects that I've finished mm. I think since mm -hmm. the few years and 
not really any new interesting video game things. Okay. Got. Yeah, you're just playing games as usual. Yeah, as I can. And Mister is still my platform of choice. Yep. And I'm FPGA fanboy. Okay. All, <laughs> all the way. Cool. Okay. Um, actually, when you when you spoke about projects, it hmm. made me remember um, washing machines. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was listening to a podcast couple of months back and I can't remember which podcast it was but they were talking about the weird and wonderful world of collectors there are people out there because they talked about this there are people out there that collect washing machines are you one of these people no <laughs> no okay. I, was, I wanted to have a working washing machine okay but you ended up with <laughs> what four? I ended up with a broken washing machine that I'm looking at it intensely going I can fix this <laughs> it's just a pinball machine with no balls in it and no play field it's just a pinball machine with no balls. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. But I didn't because, you know, I wasn't allowed to. Right, okay. I tell you, I would have spent all my time on it. <laughs> but I cut off, we had to buy a new machine. Yeah. Sometimes you got to... you got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And when it's going to take you months and months and months and months, sometimes it's better to just buy something. Well, probably, probably the tipping point was that it smelled funny, which didn't bother me, but washing machines smell funny mm. but this one smelled funny and it wasn't acceptable right I mean you, you can fix it maybe but and did your clothes smell funny when it came out of the smelling funny washing machine nah because we never oh we, I've done test washes, washes but not with anything important mm. so yeah. okay fair enough okay I just wanted to get that out of the way washing um, machines <laughs> <laughs> There was okay. The, I, I think probably one of my unfinished projects was just um, turning the game down a little bit. Yeah, I think I would, we're peaking a little bit too much. I must be excited. Yeah, it must be. I want. I did want to make a controller, an arcade stick. Okay. Because like, I mean, you could buy one, but I don't know why I'm trying to make my own one. <laughs> and the, so back in the day. Ben Benasik, I think, had the idea for the box. Oh, there was some kind of box controller. He was like, Yeah, I remember that now. I was like, Oh, you can just make him out of anything. So I thought, oh, This is an easy project. I'm totally going to do it. It won't mm -hmm. take very long. And here we are three years later. <laughs> See, this would have been the washing machine yeah. three years later. Yeah. But also, I think one thing that came up was someone made a controller out of it. In, probably in, in our Discord, the. in the. What what the fuck's channel? Someone posted. Someone made a controller out of a 360. Oh, the, the, yeah. the white 360 drill poles. I'm like, oh, I've got a broken 360. I can do oh, that, no. <laughs> but I haven't yet. Right. <laughs> yeah, there are many things you can do. But um, should I? Or well, should I just spend a hundred bucks on a controller? I think you should probably spend a hundred bucks on a controller. Yeah. Okay. But you know, that's just me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm crazy like that. Yeah. Speaking of spending money on things, mm -hmm. um, I guess the thing that I can talk about what I've been doing in gaming, um, I bought a Super Pocket. Yeah. Have you heard of these things? No. Tell me. Okay. <laughs> You're setting me up perfectly. <laughs> um, I don't know when they were released, maybe a year or two ago, um, maybe not even that long ago, but they're basically... Um, Okay, I'm going to make a real crude comparison, like a Game Boy. Yep. It's, it's a Game Boy-like device in the modern era, 
It's got an LCD screen and all of that. Well, I think the Game Boy had an LCD screen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's colour. Yeah. Um, and it's made by this company called Hyper Megatech, which is a very strange name for a company, but anyway. And not just Hyper Megatech, but Hyper Megatech with an exclamation. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is it in caps? Yeah. Yeah, of course Sorry. it is. Good, good, yeah. good. Um, so yeah, basically it's a portable gaming device. Um, and they released two of them. I don't know if they've just released a non-branded generic one, but these ones that I became aware of is one called the Taito one, the Taito one, mm. Taito Taito, um, and one's a Capcom one. So they're actually officially licensed, so for the Taito one, officially licensed by Taito. It's got branded Taito on it, mm. and it's in the Taito classic arcade colors, like a, what is it? It's like a cyan green and black. Um, and the Capcom one is, of course, blue and yellow. Yeah. Um, and the Taito one comes with a bunch of Taito games like Bubble Bobble, Rastan, Kadash, you know, probably about 12 games, around 12 games. Um, but the other thing is it's uh, Evercade compatible. So do you know anything about the Evercade? Remind me, I should know. <laughs> it's, um, it's a line of consoles and games they release it's basically a, a, a sort of a, a project to release physical games again so they're actual games on cartridges and the cartridges go into whatever the console is and they release consoles that plug into TVs other sort of consoles and stuff like that okay. um, and these Evercade games once again they come on cartridges and they can be retro games they can be modern games they can be you know, there's a Duke Nukem collection, um, there's indie games, so there's one indie game out there that's been out for a couple of years, it's called, shit, I think I'll, uh, Donut Dodo, and it's apparently somewhat popular in the arcade, like, um, retro scene, because it's a modern game, but it's, um, it's sort of harkens back to, you know, Popeye and Donkey Kong and stuff like that, mm. so Donut Dodo. And Donut Dodo has been released on the Evercade as well. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, back to this Super Pocket. It's, I've got the Taito one, um, and it's just been absolutely awesome. I just absolutely love it, because it's, for me, I didn't realise when I bought it, but when I got it, it quickly became apparent that it's true portable gaming, because mm. it's pocket size. Yeah. It's the name, I guess. Um, it's small and it's super light, so you can chuck it in your pocket, um, but also just playing it in bed, you know, like <laughs> yeah. lying down, you're not scared about dropping it on your face and stuff like that. Um, it's just so awesome. It's, it's got me playing more games now than I've been playing for years, yeah. just because I can take it anywhere, I can sit down and just play it. It's really, really cool, and, and it just happens to coincide with myself, um, Tagstar, and there was one other person, a uh, Wizball, who was uh, talking about trying to do a one credit run of Bubble Bobble. Yeah. And, you know, I went through the whole rigmarole of getting my Bubble Bobble PCB up and running because it had a, had a ROM error. I just happened to have one working Bubble Bobble and one non-working Bubble Bobble, so I swapped ROMs until the working one was working again, and it worked. Yeah. And I got that up and running in my arcade cab. I had one game of it. I haven't played that uh, PCB for 
probably a good month or two now ever since I got it up and running. But the Super Pocket has Bubble Bobble, and I'm just playing it on that. Right. And it's just awesome. I'm not noticing any input lag. I think there is a teeny, teeny bit there. I won't know properly about the input lag until I get the Capcom Super Pocket and I play Ghouls and Ghosts. Yeah. Because I'll notice it straight <laughs> away. But on every other game I've played on, on the Taito one, I'm not noticing anything that's that's impacting my gameplay. Alright. Um, and yeah, so I've sort of gone down the Evercade path now and I've bought um, a Data East collection um, on one cart and then a Technos collection. And that has like Double Dragon 2, Double Dragon 3. Double Dragon 3 is terrible, but you know, if it's on a cartridge, I can play it. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of other stuff and it's, it's cool. It's really, really cool. And it's, Hundred and ten dollars. Alright. Super cheap. Yeah. Yeah. So great. I have questions. Yep. Fire I mean you away. kind of answered the first one is like Tell me why you didn't get the Capcom one first. <laughs> but I guess Bubble Bubble was sounding like the reason. Uh look, I would have got the Capcom one first, but it was sold out. Oh. So they only had the Taito one left. Okay. And Again, we kicked off this whole trying one CC bubble bubble. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, that's what. Okay. So when we kicked that off, I knew about the Taito Super Pocket, so I went and had a look. But then I saw the Capcom one, and I thought, oh, I have to buy the Capcom one because mm. it's got rules and ghosts. Yeah. But then it was sold out, so I just bought the Taito one anyway. Yeah. Cool. So the um, how's the battery life? I guess this is the thing. That um. It seems okay. I haven't run it down to zero yet. Yeah. Like I've been recharging it, obviously, but in a gaming session, I haven't run it down to zero. In fact, I don't think I've even run it down halfway. And I'm not sitting there for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. You know, I might. The longest play session I might have is probably two games of Rastan, maybe two games of Bubble Bobble, and, yeah. and that's it. So maybe forty minutes max. Yeah. And it's still got plenty of battery left. Um, I think I recall reading somewhere on the packaging that it was maybe two hours, three hours, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but either way, you just recharge it. It doesn't take battery batteries. It's just a recharging, just a USB cable. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. You said you had questions. That's only one. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, the other <laughs> stuff was like, sorry, it's lightweight, you were playing. Is, is, it, is it like the size of the Game Boy or Game Boy Pocket? You were playing it? I've got pretty big pockets, so I can fit a lot of stuff in my pockets. Well, hello there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say it's about the height and width of a Game Boy, but not as thick. The, the original Game Boy? Yeah. Ah. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, I'll pull out my phone, because that's a good size comparison. So I've got an iPhone 13, um, it's probably not as tall as this, but a little bit wider, yeah. and probably double and a bit the thickness. Alright. Yeah. So, I wouldn't say it would comfortably fit in a jeans pocket, in a normal person's jeans pocket, not your pockets, they're yeah. like cavernous. Yeah. Um, but it would fit in, but, yeah. yeah. But if you got tight jeans, that might be a problem. Right. Oh, that reminds me. One criticism of the Super Pocket, and it's a very slight one, um, 
if you're holding down right and you go to slide down left so for instance I'll, I'll, the, scenario, the scenario I can make an example of is in Rastan you're holding down right and you know slashing away to kill things as they're coming at you to then slide down left so that you turn around but you're still ducking so mm. you don't pop your head up yeah. that is not smooth it's sort of I think it's more on me and I I don't know I don't know whether it's the d-pad or whether it's me but I find it hard to make that smooth transition and instead sometimes Rastan will pop his head up huh. or he won't turn until I really really force it to the left yeah, right. but he's most of the time will pop his head up yeah but I can, I'm, I'm starting to get used to it and, and feel like that's starting to get easier. Mm. But maybe I'm wearing it in or I yeah. don't know. But that transition doesn't feel great. Yeah. And I also noticed it yesterday when I played the, I think it was the Technos compilation. There was a shoot 'em up in there and, I, and it just felt like, yeah, again, if you're flying your ship around and you're trying to do circles, oh. it's, it's not, it feels a bit janky. Okay, I mean, I have that problem with all D-pads. Yeah. Doing circles, the kind of games that uh, where the direction is really anywhere, like a game that's like mostly left right, you do fine. You know, a game that you know more or less mostly left right, you only have to occasionally do an up or down. Like a D pad works for me, but then yeah. there's particular games that yeah, where you're swinging all over the place, you know, yeah. without warning. You so you don't, you can't really adjust. Yeah. Then it, I always find that difficult on any D-pad. Yeah. No, I think I think that's a really good point actually, because that's reminded me I'd, I'd have that same problem on SNES Pad or something like mm. that. Maybe not so much on the Mega Drive, but on SNES Pad I often have problems going from bottom right to bottom left. Or, huh. Yeah. So I tend to hold my thumb sideways on the sideways. Yeah. What? So oh. Because you can just do this. I got my giant thumbs, right? Can, can just do that real easily. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, I think part of my problem is my alien-like fingers. Yeah. Because I've got thin fingers. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's part of my problem. I don't have enough surface area to roll. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, right. that sounded a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, it's just it's been absolutely awesome. It's. It's cliche to say, you know, it's the best hundred and ten dollars I've ever spent, but it's it's fucking awesome yeah. for the price. It's just great, yeah. um, and the fact that I'm not no noticing input lag, which is a very very common thing with emulated stuff. Mm. The first thing I notice is input lag. First yeah. thing I notice is input lag. It's been negligible, yeah. so really happy. And unlike the Switch, I'm not scared of dropping it on my face. Yeah. So it's not very heavy. <laughs> no, no, it's very light. So yeah, it's cool. And um, Evercade have got, I don't know how many games out now. It must be close to 100 or something like that. There's Commodore 64 compilations. Oh. Yeah, it's heaps and heaps and heaps of stuff. Okay, so, that was sort of the next question. Yeah, how expensive? Yeah, expensive library. Can you load anything on it? Or is it, is it only things that there's the cartridges? Um, I'm sure there's ways you can hack it. Oh yeah, not underworld ways, but... I, oh, the, like legit ways. Yeah, legit ways. Yeah, oh wait, no you idea. couldn't just plug an SD card in and, and have it... I don't think there's things. an SD... No, there's no SD card slot on it. Oh. I don't know whether like the Evercade consoles have SD cards. Maybe they do. Oh. Is that Evercade? The, the, the multi-console? Is that what... What was that called? 
No, it's something different, isn't it? I don't know. There's millions of those things out there. Okay. But Evercade is the project to release physical games on cartridge. I'm probably confusing with Everdrive and uh, maybe something else. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'd be shocked if there isn't an Everdrive for the Evercade. Yeah. So you can play whatever <laughs> the hell you want on it. Yeah. Yeah, but these are all officially licensed cartridge releases. Mm. Yeah. That's oh, what I like about it. If the library is big enough. Hmm. Yeah, and they're just about to release a third compilation of Commodore 64 games <laughs> on end of this month. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got Heavy Metal Paradroid in it. You know Paradroid? Yeah. Do you know about Heavy Metal Paradroid? I don't. It was, re it was made by the same guy who did Paradroid, released on the Commodore 64, like yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Um, but he updated it in some way, and I can't remember what it is. I think he updated the graphics a little bit. And did something with the gameplay, but it's predominantly the same game. It just looks a bit better. Okay. <laughs> and there might be changes with the gameplay, but they're very slight. Yeah. But it's it's called Heavy Metal Paradroid. It's just like a follow-up, improved version. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's good. Comes with my stamp of approval. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the back of the box. Yes. Um, I'm going to get another beer. Alright. I'm assuming you don't have before COVID wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So it must have been 2019 or 2018. <laughs> One of them um, years. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's a very large man, um, very big hands, unlike Trump, very big hands, mm. um, very big hair. Yes, we're talking about Billy Mitchell. Yeah. Um, it's been years in the making that lawsuit against Twin Galaxies when Twin Galaxies moved Billy Mitchell's, Mitchell's scores um, because they said that he didn't do it on original arcade hardware. They didn't say he absolutely did it on main, but they said he didn't do it on a legitimate arcade hardware. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. It's been years. Now there's a settlement. Court case was settled. Court case was settled. Um, sort of out of nowhere, I feel, because... Yeah. You know, I watch all the videos, the Carl Jobs videos and stuff like that. And the case kept on getting kicked down the road a little bit. It was originally going to be a certain date and then it was going to be months later and then it was going to be months later. 
And then just when you thought, okay, it's something's finally going to happen, I think they were talking about set, um, going to court in March or something or April this year. Mm. Then all of a sudden it was just announced it was settled. Yeah. Um, which was a shock to everyone, I think. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, I could get into some of the, the statements and things like that, but before I do, is there something you wanted to sort of background on? Uh, background? Well, I was surprised because I thought I thought it probably would go the distance. Hmm. But you know, I mean, you would have thought Twin Galaxies' case was pretty, pretty well backed up with data, yeah. facts, yeah, all of those things. Yeah, a but, lot of it. <laughs> but we are here. Probably there's probably two. There's a few reasons probably why it's settled. And I don't know. I think is everyone afraid of actually taking a court case to a conclusion? Because I'm pretty. I, I'm, I think you are usually encouraged. I don't, I'm not legally. I don't get sued very often. But I think legally, <laughs> apparently, I think you're supposed to. You get encouraged to settle, usually, mm. right? Mm. And Jace put out a, a kind of explainer. Jace Hall, Jace Hall, Twin Galaxies. Put it like he kind of did an explainer afterwards, saying he knows people are disappointed, probably, but to understand that it's a lot of stress on him and the company mm -hmm. and financially, mm -hmm. it's a it's a big drag, and you know he's been living it probably, you know, more than anyone yeah. for all these years, and just needs it done. Yeah, and this opportunity came up and. Yeah. yeah, it was taken. Yeah, I, I did read some of that text, and I think he said the amount of money he's personally spent on this lawsuit has been a lot. Yeah, like the most he's spent on. Uh, he made a comparison to something, but I can't remember what it was. But either way, it, it was very clear it was costing him a shitload of money. Yeah, and as much as it's nice to stick to your guns because you know you're right in the end, if it's I don't know if it's costing you so much money and even your own health because of all the anxiety and shit that goes on. Mm. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Um, but the thing with the thing that I was—I mean, I was disappointed. But the thing I was mainly disappointed in me personally was the statement that was released from mm. Jace Hall and Twin Galaxies. And I know, we keep looking up, I think the air conditioner's leaking. It is leaking. It? Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. We're in Kelly's, by the way. I forgot to mention that. But I'm sure people already realise because of the background noise. But yeah, we're under a, under a um, air conditioner vent and it's leaking water every now and again. Um, but yeah, so the statement that was released from Twin Galaxies, I was... I won't sugarcoat it, I was very disappointed. Yeah. Because it, it very much made it look like Billy won. Regardless, you know, where the where the enthusiasts, we know all the facts, we will dig a little bit deeper and so on and so forth, but for everyone else who just reads that statement, it sounds like Billy um, won, for yeah. lack of a better word, you know, he's, he scores a so-called reinstated, and you know, there's technicalities to that. Yeah. Um, his expert witness was taken as um, v 
valid as any other's opinion Um, and all of that so and and I also I'm appreciative of releasing statements like that because in my line of work I also work on official formal communication you know to to legal bodies and stuff like that so you know unions and so by the time these statements that you write have gone through however many people to be able to amend you know make sure things are factual make sure this is that you know crossing the i's dotting the t's all of that kind of stuff by the time you get to the end and you have the final draft of the communication you want to send out or settle on so to speak um, you can almost be blind to what it's actually saying because you've read it so many times and it's gone through so many hands and then when it finally goes out there the first person who reads it goes you know reads one particular line and and can immediately take issue with something that you just didn't even notice because you just you've become blind to it Um, and I feel like that's kind of what's happened here where that statement had been part of the settlement for sure Mm. so Billy would have said okay if if we agree to settle then you have to release this statement and then that would have gone through god knows how many lawyers hands Um, so I get it he's probably released something he's not happy with either but it was still disappointing (laughs) my first reading of it actually was that maybe um maybe Billy got tricked but because it said if you didn't know if you don't know anything you only read that statement it it said scores had been reinstated on the original uh, scoreboard it was a a historic scoreboard and if you didn't purposely vague yeah and if you didn't know that that was not that that, okay because what actually happened was Turing Galaxies put up an archived scoreboard of mm. how it was some years ago mm. and that's what they're referring to in the statement but if yeah. you didn't know that happens then you, then you would think oh it's the real scoreboard yeah yeah that's right and so I mean ultimately that's where the team Billy uh, marketing has gone and oh he's, he's yeah. vindicated and all that reinstated. stuff yeah. and really it hasn't been so yeah because so yeah, I, I read it as if, if you know what I mean, like he took it as a victory because he thought it was the victory. Yeah. Now you could be absolutely correct there. He might have got a little bit tricked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would say to counter that, regardless, in in the you know court of public opinion, he that that kind of worked in his favour anyway yeah. because. The mainstream press read that and went, oh, his scores have been reinstated. Yeah. And what was it, maybe a couple of hours after that settlement had been released, and we were talking about it in the Discord, I did a Google search for articles on the settlement, and the whole first page of Google results were from really big mainstream media like you know, Ars Technica and IGN and all of yeah. those. And the headlines were all Billy Mitchell um, wins case against twin galaxies ah. scores reinstated all yeah. of that just scores and scores and scores of uh, mainstream media saying yeah Billy won yeah so even if he did get tricked it worked in his favor yeah 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 and again that was extremely disappointing from my perspective because yeah. Um, yeah I mean like you said 
technically those scores were just reinstated to a historical database. Yeah. yeah. So not the real one. It's a different one. Yeah. That's gonna never gonna change. Yeah. You can't add scores to it. And, yeah. Mm. It's just there. And it's got Todd Todgers scores in there as well, as well <laughs> which are obviously fake. <laughs> and whatever other cheaty scores are in there. Yeah. Um, so the other the part of the other part I wanted to talk about is the expert witness testimony. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, is that what you call it? I oh, know the statement, the expert witness thing. The two pages. The two pages. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this annoyed me because probably it could have been a factor in coming to the settlement as well because you don't know really whether the court is going to see the expert witness as more legitimate than any of the evidence you brought in. Yeah. And this expert witness, from reading the thing, they didn't know. I'm sure they didn't get any background info. Oh, no. They knew nothing of. Nah, it's pretty clear what had happened before, and really the evidence that everyone had been putting in already. Yeah, he definitely didn't read any of that. Yeah, and probably doesn't really know arcade hardware at all. No, you know. Yeah. No, there was. There were just holes all over that thing. Yeah. It was all talking about the stuff that, that had been already uh, put forward as an argument and shot down with data and mm. factual information and stuff like that. Like um, uh, degradation of videotape. Yeah. yeah. Know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And all of that was just shot down. Um, but yeah, he brings it up again as being potentially legitimate reasons for the issues that present themselves yeah so but the most interesting part was the so i didn't i read this oh i don't know someone talked about it where there was this whole story where they were fiddling with the two-bit converter which is the video output thingy that you yeah. plug into dotcom they were fiddling with that and then they managed to get a girder finger mm. they, they got a photo of it mm. and then they removed that because they were modifying it to see what they could do. Took out the mod and the Gertafinger had gone away and then put back the mod and they couldn't get the Gertafinger again and I'm like, mm -hmm. well, it's all, it's all nuts and no one can ever tell. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so I'd heard this story and I was very interested in, in how this happened. Mm. And then eventually when I saw the, the whole statement and the actual photo, yeah, the screenshot. I just instantly laughed because yeah. They did not produce a Goethe finger at all. No, no, that's right. Yeah, and there was an article on um, <clears throat> what's the website? Is it PerfectPacman.com? Yeah, yes. yeah, PerfectPacman.com. Yeah. So they they produced an article afterward showing the photo mm -hmm. that was used as that evidence from the expert witness. Yeah, um, and then explaining exactly why it's just bullshit. Yeah, yeah, and it makes complete sense when you once you realise it. Because yeah. I was also. Um, really interested in that one and, and thinking, well, if they have factual evidence, if they have a photo of a Goethe finger yeah. and can show that that was actually happening, then, you know, what if Billy's been right all this time? I think I even said that in the Discord. Yeah. Um, but then you see the photo and you go, oh, no. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nowhere near. Yeah. What was it like the rolling shutter effect or something yeah. like that? So what you're seeing is it's a snapshot. It's a it's a transition screen. So you've got half the scoreboard and half the. So it's not in play, I think. But anyway, half the scoreboard and then it's starting to draw the girders. Hmm. But what you're seeing is, well, 
the way the girder finger would have been, it looks kind of like it might have been, but it's not cut off in the same way. Yeah. You're seeing half the girder underneath it. It's yeah. just, it's kind of pointing out a bit. Yeah. And the giveaway is that if you draw a line from that up to the next girder at the top, you can see it's also cut off exactly. in the same yeah. diagonal line. Yeah. And yeah. that's 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 how you know you just saw a rolling shutter it's scanning yep. the camera left to right at the same time. Yeah. 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 Oh, the scanning, sorry, top to bottom probably, as the thing scanning left to right, and that's yeah. why it's cutting diagonally. Yeah, yeah, it was so obvious once it's actually, once you see it and it's explained. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, I don't know, it's, yeah, it's been a roller coaster ride. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone was so keen to see a resolution, but instead we've kind of ended on this anti climax yeah. um, thing that I think is not good for Twin Galaxies, which is a shame, but maybe, I don't know, maybe everyone just moves on and doesn't care. Yeah, <coughs> maybe the last time we talked about it. No, I don't think so. No? <laughs> no. Well, there's still the lawsuit against Carl Jobst. Yeah, but I guess that, that one is less uh, for of a, because that's a defamation case. Yeah, it's not about whether he cheated or yeah, not. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Carl has said that he's going to take that to the very end. He plans um, to, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm assuming he's got financial backing, Carl, because um, I know for a while there he was talking about, you know, he doesn't have the money to fight it and can people help. And, and I understand the guy who made Minecraft um, backed him for okay. a while. I don't know if he's still backing him, but... Yeah, he was getting all these legal bills. Well, don't quote me on this, but from what I understand, he was getting all these legal bills being paid by the guy who made Minecraft. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know if that's still the case, um, but he certainly seems very confident right now that he's going to take it to the end. So maybe his financial situation has changed. Don't know, but yeah. Time will tell. Time will tell. Mm. Time will tell. But it's um, it's been fun. It's a bit of entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> it's the soap opera. It is. But, you know. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's our hobby. It's We love this stuff, video games and, you know, world record holders and all of that stuff. And King of Kong is a great movie. Yeah. Um, so, of course, we're going to sit at the sidelines and eat our popcorn and enjoy the ride. Yeah. <laughs>
I'm pretty sure I've never played it in my life. <laughs> Probably confused with Boulder Dash yeah, Boulder and Dash. things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very, very strange game. And the reason why we're playing it is because it's the game of the month. Yes. On Game the System Discord. Um, yeah, I've played it probably, I don't know, five times now. I haven't put up a score that I'm happy enough to submit into the Discord because mm. I generally don't bother submitting a score if it's going to be on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't beaten the bottom score yet. Yeah. Um, and again, I've only played it four or five times. But yeah, such a bizarre game. You, you walk, there's no jump button. You walk left and right. You've got button one finds a god knows what it is that melts the ground the, that melts the ground <laughs> to your left then button two melts the ground to your right uh-huh. you've got these dudes that run around and the only way to avoid them is to melt the ground and then they fall into the ground and then you can run over them mm. and what's confusing to me is in the demo screen whenever he melts the ground and a monster falls in and he runs over it he gets these bonus points yeah. but that doesn't happen when you're playing the game they happened to me once, but I don't understand why. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. It's... I have gotten bonus points if I walk over three dudes. Ah. Oh. But, you know, in the demo, he runs over one dude and gets points. So mm. I don't understand. Yep. Um, and it's kind of like a maze game, because you just collect all the idols. Once you've collected all the idols, you, you go up the exit ladder, and then you go to the next stage. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I haven't figured out the AI yet, and I think when I do, I'll probably like it more. Mm. They don't. I, I was hoping from people explaining what was going on, I was hoping it'd be like Burger Time, where you can really game the AI to go a direction where it's out of your way. Mm. But they turn around a lot. <laughs> Unlike yeah. in Burger Time, these guys will just do a, you know U-turn and come back for you if you. Yeah try to trick them they seem unpredictable to me because I thought they'd they'd stay in a certain pattern if you did the same thing each mm. time but from the limited times I played it to be fair it seems random because on the first stage I'm doing the same thing every time and the guys are sometimes going in different uh, places so right. I don't know but again I've only played it a couple of times so I can't say that yeah. for sure I think the solution we'd have to watch someone else play it and then just copy them yeah, look, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the right thing to do. Um, even leading up to things like BPAC and, you know, um, Battle of the Arcades and all of that, there's an aspiration to watch people who know what they're doing and then introduce strategies, but I never ended up doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I, ended up, I ended up just playing the games. Yeah. yeah for my own detriment. Yeah. Hmm. My detriment is that somehow my button one is mapped to throw the thing to the the right and button to the other way around. Oh, nice. Okay. And I haven't bothered to fix that yet, so <laughs> I've just been playing it the wrong way around. So in a weird moment, you'll get sort of... Yeah, you get, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I should fix that. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's like when you're... Yeah, you're playing a normal platformer where you've got a jump button and sometimes the jump button's on the left and sometimes yeah. the jump button's on the right. Like the that Wonder Boy 1989. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, that caught me every bad. time. <laughs> and you get into a sort of a, a point where, you can, where you're can where you okay with it and yeah. you get in a rhythm. Yeah. 
But then as soon as that rhythm is broken or you're distracted or something, yeah. suddenly you forget which one's which. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're fucked again. Yeah. So then you're overthink it and yeah. Could also just be getting old. Where we can't adjust very quickly. Nah. <laughs> nah, I prefer to think I just prefer to blame again. Okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I like it. Alright, cool. Um, should we close it there? Yep. Alright. Um, thanks for listening to Game the System podcast. Uh, you can go to our Discord from gamethesystem.co. Um, there's a link there in the community section to go to the Discord. Heaps and heaps and heaps of people there that know retro games in and out, repair, restoration, world records, speed running, stuff, washing machines. No, there's not very much washing machine talk there, but maybe we can fix that. Yeah. Um, yeah, lots of good stuff goes on there, so come and join us there if you would like to talk. And we will see each other next time, which is probably next month. We'll record something next month, I'm sure. Would have recorded earlier, but I got COVID, so that was cool. Um, but I'm okay now. And goodbye. Bye.